0: Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Raley. Our campaign is The Curse of Nineveh. It was written by Mike Mason, Mark Latham, Scott Dorward, and Paul Fricker, and it's available from the Chaosium website. I'm the GM, and this is episode 21. Our recap tonight will be given by John Byram, as his character, Felix Matheson. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. John?
1: Thank you, Tom. Well, after a short meeting with with Memes at the British Museum, in which we provided more information on the Scrolls of Endless Shadows, uh, we made an appearance in the office of Mr. Campbell Thompson. Now, Thompson was less than fruitful, and while he agreed that the happenings are strange, he really seemed indifferent to the loss of life attached to the items that he had excavated from Nineveh. One would think our visit to the museum was a complete waste of time, but no, it wasn't. Uh, actually, our good friend Mr. Harcourt turned on his wit and charm, apparently striking the fancy of Miss Audrey Leicester, and uh, ended up having her accompany him to the auction. After dinner, of course. So now we've reconvened all together here at Sotheby's, where we've previewed the items, and are now making our way to our seats in the bidding area, ready for the auction.
0: All right, so you're all you're all sitting at the auction, and uh, people are starting to quiet down. You see the uh, um, the uh, what does he call auctioneer uh, going up to the uh, the front. Um, I want to remind you that you didn't really speak to any of the other people, um, so you don't know names. Uh, I mentioned uh, basically four other people who looked kind of interested in the horn. There was the Twit, as I called him, the the, uh, private collector Archibald Judge. You know his name because Vadim recognized him. Uh there was the bald fat guy, and there was the rather exotic looking uh, we'll say italian lady and there were of course other people in the audience that uh that you didn't necessarily think were that interested in it um, so the auction begins uh they bring, uh, from the, the other room where, where you would viewed, uh, the first thing they bring is the mirror. Uh, this mirror is, was reputedly used as a scrying tool by the notorious Victorian magician Aldous Dashwood. Uh, this is a large, tarnished silver mirror cast in a Baroque style. Uh, Legend has it that Dashwood himself is trapped within the mirror. Uh, The bidding is going to start at 100 pounds. 100 pounds. Does anyone want to make a bid for 100 pounds? Now, the mechanics show me that you all need to do power rolls. I will do a power roll for my guys. All right. Who failed? I failed. Okay. And what scores did you get? I rolled
2: an 80 out of 60. Okay.
0: How about you, Vadim? Did you fail?
3: Yeah, I got 81 out of 80.
0: Okay, so you have the worst one. Um, Vadim, you actually raise your hand. Uh, 100, 100, going once. Well, that doesn't happen yet. Uh, immediately, other people start bidding on the mirror. 100, 110, 110, 120, 130, 130, 140. Do any of you want to bid on anything else?
2: No, but I have a question. Did I raise my hand also with a failure?
0: No. Okay. The, the worst one, the, the worst failure is the one who raises his hand. Um, Vadim, do you want to continue to bid on this item or not? Okay. No. So eventually the mirror goes for 300 and some odd uh, pounds to none of these people on your list. Right. Okay. Uh, the next item up for bid is the Dictionnaire Infernal. Uh, it's a first edition of the book by Jacques Collin. Uh, it is in French, and uh, it describes the major devils of hell and the invalu- and, and uh, is invaluable in black rituals of binding or summoning. Uh, bidding starts at 50. 50. Um, are any of you guys interested at all? Okay, there you go. Cyrus bids on 50. 50. 50. I have 50. Uh, I have 60. 60. Uh, 70 there with Mr. Matthews. Uh, 70. 80. You went like this. <laughs> 80. 80. 90. Um, it eventually goes to. The rather exotic looking woman for 160. Next up is the cipher of Par- Parmes. Um, once belonged to the high priest of Thoth, uh, this curious onyx scarab is inscribed with Egyptian hieroglyphics and strange unknown symbols. It's believed to date from at least 2000 BC. Uh, It was discovered in 1887 in the Valley of the Kings alongside a casket of empty scarab carapaces. Um, Bidding will start at 30 pounds. Uh, 30 pounds? uh, 35? 40? 45? 50? 50 pounds? 50 pounds? Going once, fifty pounds. Going twice. Uh, sold to Mr. Gamontoffel. They don't know what your name is. So, <laughs> all right. So you dropped fifty pounds. The next item on the list is the horn of Alu. The Horn of Alu uh, is an ancient Sumerian artifact from Nineveh. Uh, Its complete provenance is not entirely known. It was currently in the possession of a Sir Walter Clark, uh, who has since passed away, and it is being passed on by his family. Uh, bidding starts at 100 pounds. 100 pounds. 100 pounds. Uh, 200. 200 pounds. 200, 300. Um, 300 pounds, 350. Four, 400 pounds. 450 pounds. 450. Um Now at this point, we'll say that was like the round one, Um, you can either choose to bid or you can choose to observe the other people. You have to observe one particular one. And who's been bidding so far other than us? Uh, So far the twit, uh, the collector, and um, the Italian lady. Uh, The bald guy is not bidding. Nobody else seems to be bidding. Hmm.
2: I'll watch the Italian lady.
0: Okay.
3: I'll watch the collector.
0: Okay. Um, go ahead and roll a spot hidden. Oh, two. Probably the best
2: roll of the game, at least for watching the lady. Great right, success.
0: <laughs> um, all right. Uh uh, the, you're looking at the collector uh, mm-hmm. collector um the collector looks cool as a cucumber um Cyrus you're looking at the italian lady she looks determined but worried you know that she's not gonna get it uh let's see where were we 450 who's got the current who's got a current high bid uh, current high bid, we'll say, is uh, the collector. Hmm. Uh, at, I think it was 450. 450, 500. Uh, the twit says 500. Uh, 500. Uh, the Italian lady goes 550. Uh, the bald guy now says 700.
4: Oh. Are we going to pool money, guys, or what?
0: 700. We have 700. 700. 700. We have 750. 750. Do uh, we have a bid? Uh, now the bald guy bids, uh, 800, uh,
1: 800. It yeah, will go nine.
0: Uh, we'll have 900, 900. Um, all right. We'll say that's another round. Do you want to bid or do you want to observe?
2: I'll observe the bald gentleman.
0: Okay go ahead and roll your spot hidden. 88. Fuck. No, I failed. He... All you can tell is that he still seems just completely blank. Yeah. Uh, 800. We have 800, 850 uh, to the twit. Uh, 800 and uh, we have 900 to... Uh, the bald guy 950 to the collector 950 1000 1,100 1, 1200 1200 right. 1, 1200 going once 1200 going twice Final warning, 1,200 to Mr. Gamontop. Well, he doesn't say that.
3: (laughs) Number 42.
4: Number 42, yeah. The short Russian.
3: Actually, not too short.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, Those of you who are observing now, uh, do, uh, do spot hiddens.
2: 19.
4: Pass. Failed it.
0: Well, Cyrus, the the twit looks very um, upset. Maybe a little more overly, exaggeratedly upset. Um, the collector is, I suppose, he's probably angry, but. He's doing it in a more sort of snooty manner uh who else passed i got a hard success all right and I'm interested in the in the italian lady uh the Italian lady is uh pretty upset. i mean she's obviously upset um but you see her keep looking over at the twit okay um who else passed anybody else um i'll just give you that the bald guy also looks well he definitely looks like he's trying to figure out what his next move should be um the rest of the auction goes what you'd expect. Um, the trinkets go for for what you'd expect, and then the final item gets sold, and the auction is concluded almost immediately. Uh, Vadim, mm-hmm. you can see in the crowd of people that is said you know getting up that the Italian lady, the bald guy, and the collector, well, the, the Italian lady, the bald guy, and the twit are sort of heading in your direction. Like they would really like to speak to you mm-hmm. about your purchase.
3: Okay. I'm just going to going to take it easy and, and let them come on their... Vadim, where did you get that much money i'm gonna i need to a, borrow it from if I, you all. i thought we were pulling the money
2: if i notice that i'm gonna get up and kind of uh walk i'm gonna walk with the that group like say though like the lady and the guy are there i'm gonna stand next to them and confront vadim also almost like
4: if i'm not with everybody
0: mm-hmm. okay well, I got
4: your, I got your bag, Vadim. Uh, I got, I got money. Okay, I only need
3: a little bit more.
1: Now, once they, be. once they all circle up on Vadim, uh huh. Obviously, I'm not coming up there with that group just yet. Once they do circle up, mm-hmm. I want to reach through them, shake Vadim's hand, congratulate him on his purchase.
3: Oh, well, and thank at the you. Same
1: time. At the same time, attempt to pick the pocket of the Italian woman to find out anything I can from her items.
0: I don't think whether women have her, pockets.
1: Whether it be her purse
0: or okay. whatever. Um, go ahead and do a, a, what is that, sleight of hand? Sleight of
1: hand. Yeah. 11 on 63. All right. That's extreme.
0: So, so yeah, so you're sort of getting in there. You, you shake Vadim's hand, you bump into the woman as she's standing there. Um, and, uh, you manage to lift her, probably her pocketbook out of her reticule. Um, uh, and what are you going to do? Just sort of step back, take a look at it, and then
1: put it back? Yeah, I just want to do a quick check to see who she is. Right. Run down on her. And then immediately I will put it on the floor and then pick it up and hand it back to her as uh, ma'am, you dropped your pocketbook.
0: Okay. Um, you see that her name is Mafalda Violet. Violet. And from the date on her ID, she's probably 38 years old. Um, oh, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, ma'am. And she's got a, I didn't do it, she's got a definitely an Italian accent. And, but uh, she's turning back towards the Vadim. All right, the first one to sort of get to you, Vadim, is the, the twit. And he's got a big smile on his face. And he's like, he's like, well congratulations, well done, you did so well
3: oh, well, thank so you well. very much. I do appreciate it
0: uh my name is Odie Mortimer
3: oh yes, but uh, didn't
0: well done well done now i I would very much like to speak with you and and perhaps i I know that you had your heart set on the object i I would so much like it for my collection i'm I'm certainly willing to make you an offer
3: for it well if, um if, if, perhaps if, something outside of the uh Auctioner, yeah, well, I indeed, give my card.
0: Indeed. Perhaps, perhaps we could have lunch tomorrow or something like that.
3: Um, tomorrow is, is a little inconvenient, but uh, do call my do call my uh valet and he'll uh he'll he'll arrange for the meeting,
0: of course. Of course, here's my card and he hands yeah. it. To you. And uh, I do you give him your card, yes. All right, he takes your card. And he says, "Well, I hope that we can do business with each other. Probably, oh, perhaps, just want to want to, to to take a crack at it." You missed it, yeah. They, they, they just, "And the the bald headed guy is kind of like, <clears throat> well, sir, I am very much interested in uh, possibly making you an offer for it as well. Uh, mm-hmm. My my buyer uh, was very much interested in, in acquiring this piece, and uh, perhaps we could uh, make a." Make a deal, perhaps uh, I could arrange a meeting between you.
3: Oh, no problem. Here's my card. Uh, do get in contact with my valet and you'll, uh you'll make an arrangement.
0: Um uh Mafolda, She looks charming and she's like, Oh, you did you you did so well, uh, uh Mafalda she introduces mm.
1: her.
0: Are you a married man?
3: Um, not quite, but I think that might be something that will be happening in the, in the near future. I do have, uh, someone who, uh, we just have not, uh, made the arrangements yet.
0: <laughs> she, uh, she looks very sexy.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, um, she says, you know, I would so much like to own that piece. Um, perhaps mm. we could arrange something. Uh, I don't have all of my funds here with me tonight, but I could certainly provide more uh, at a later date if you, if you also allowed me to, uh, to meet with you.
3: Not a problem. Uh, get in contact with my ballet, and he'll uh, make arrangements.
0: All right. Uh, in the meantime, Reginald, um Audrey, uh, she's like, "Well, I'm so glad that you guys acquired, that you you folks acquired it. are um, uh, you're, you're, you're going to give it back to the British Museum, aren't you? I mean, it's the whole reason why I'm here. It was illegally obtained from us. Uh,
5: my dear Ms. Lycaster, please call me Reginald. Yes, Reggie. <laughs> um, <laughs> we certainly, as a as a group, feel that it's the upmo- of the utmost importance that that artifact uh, gets to where it belongs. There uh, is some question about it being safer uh, in its uh, land of origin than in British hands.
0: Well, oh, but you know, well, perhaps, but certainly, we should be able to study it and. Uh document it and...
5: I thoroughly agree. I'm I'm quite curious to see how the uh, process of translation will go. I hope we can pull Mr. Memes away from his current obsession, perhaps get some nice bone broth and then set him to the task. But it was awfully entertaining evening, didn't you think?
0: Well, yes, quite a lot of interesting things. And Vadim seemed to come away with two objects
5: Yes, yeah, so his uh personal desire as a collector shall also be somewhat satisfied, even if he doesn't get to keep the horn. Um, he didn't he looked a little crazed for a minute when he bought that book. Or where did he get the mirror?
0: Which one did you get, Fiddy? He
3: got the book. I got the scarab.
0: Oh you got the scarab. Oh uh, you got the scarab. Very nice. Um Fuller and Felix. Yeah, go ahead, Felix.
1: Did I ask? Did I take note of who bought the mirror? Do I know who bought the mirror?
4: Um, I thought it was the or uh, the lady.
0: No. Um.
4: Then it was the yeah, collector. Lady the book. Lady
0: got the book. Um, I think it might have been the twit. Uh, Odie, Odie Mortimer. Who got mm-hmm. the mirror? All right. What
4: was the? Now, what did you need for me, Tom? You mentioned me. I, and I was Felix. just going to have
0: you and Felix both do spot hidden. All
4: right. Spot hidden. Okay.
1: Ninety-eight. Made it. Okay. Well,
4: full... 30, Thirty-four out of seventy-four.
1: You
0: do notice in the room. There are a number of people, uh, mostly who you would think would be on the servant end, not the not the actual buyer, and that have an eye on Vadim. They're not approaching. Obviously, they knew that the vultures would go for Vadim immediately, um, but it looks like they might be. I don't know, just in this environment it looks like they're scheming something.
4: Yeah, I figure that there's probably plants among them of bidders that wanted to be kept in this dark, yeah. Uh, I had actually been thinking about that before that the wait staff could be plants.
0: So the question now, after the auction is over, is are you able to pay cash? For the object right now and take it, or should they store it in the vault and you come back tomorrow or the next day?
3: Um, um, out of ca- well, slightly out of character, um, Fuller going to help me pony up the remaining cash for the horn, and I got plenty of cash for the for the scarab, so we can get both between the two of us. I got seven fifty in cash. I, Outside of the scarab, which I could pay right out, I got six hundred in cash uh, so we can I, get both objects i
2: I whisper uh maybe you can uh make it appear that you're coming back for it tomorrow,
3: and then at I'm, the last second, then at the last second uh say "Oh, by the way i I'll, I'll go ahead and just take it
2: no, talk, talk with them but. Say, yes. say to us out loud, like, oh, well, we'll go get the money and come back tomorrow, loudly, and then right. so in case anybody wants to follow us out.
3: Okay. Along the way, along the way, following along. The- yes, yes. We'll get the money in, come back
4: tomorrow. Well, keep in mind, too, yes. there's five of us standing there together. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they can't attack us with armed guards or something, but I mean they're probably not going to want to start a fist fight with five of us staying in there
5: yeah uh, I wonder vadim will you be keeping it in your safe at home How secure is that
3: i i I have already made the arrangements with uh, with the British uh, with the with the Bank of England
5: uh-huh.
2: but,
3: also um, remember
2: you just gave your card out to four foreign-
3: Three or
4: four mm-hmm. I don't
3: want that I do not want uh any anything important near my place right now.
4: put okay. it at the club, and we could take turns watching it.
2: We'll all just stay in the room or at least two of us
3: I can't, when when Fuller mentions the club and goes that was the plan not originally,
2: yeah, I'm sure we're not discussing this like we are right now. No, it's in the no. hush tones, no,
3: fact, actually kind of. When when, when we're at a, a stage, the thing is I'm kind of making the hushed tones being that uh, we're going to put it in a vault at the Bank of England and make it in, known to the guys that we're actually going to keep it at the vaults at the Wentworth Club. I say <laughs> so, so in case if anybody's like eavesdropping, what they'll hear is that it'll be at the Bank of England. I say uh, we grab it and run. I do agree. Uh, Expedience would be a good measure.
0: You what you grab it and run? No, and not
4: for
3: it, no, 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 no,
4: no, as in get it and leave oh. instead of standing
3: around drawing a crowd, <laughs> yes. And uh, I do agree, let's 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 take care of it. All I right, don't know, Radim, how fast is your run? <laughs> <laughs> not really run, but uh, I'm lead with expedience, as I said.
0: Okay, so you were going to pay for it outright?
3: Mm-hmm, between the two of us, and then I got enough to pay for the scarab. All right. That's where it's going to tap me out. But...
0: Well, when the transaction takes place, uh there are a number of Souther's guards mm-hmm. right there. They don't allow people to be standing there watching it take place. Um, but the horn of Alu is placed into a box, you know, that it was transported mm-hmm. in. And the uh, scarab, uh, likewise. Okay. And they're just similar
3: boxes, similar size? Or?
0: No, it's completely different size. Okay. The horn is, the horn is much larger
3: right. than that. Right. How big is the
4: horn, actually?
0: Well, it's a cow's horn. So,
4: okay. I mean, so it's full size.
0: Yeah. It's a bull's horn. Yeah.
4: I'm wondering if we could get an artist to copy it. Doesn't have to, doesn't have to be 100% accurate. Just close enough that someone scrounging in a room would grab it and take off running with it.
2: Tom, what time of night or day is it?
0: Uh, the auction began at what? Eight o'clock
2: was it? Hmm. Is that right? I'm wondering if there's any locations open where I could go and pick up some canvas bags or suitcases or something right now.
0: Stores not at this time of night. No. Uh,
2: who lives closest to here? Maybe we could, one or two of us could run to the house, grab a couple bags or luggages, and come back, and each of us have leave with a bag. Might be overthinking it, but
0: well, the, the the building is going to close down in the next.
4: I think time. with five of us, we should be able to get back to the flat safely.
0: And you're going back to Vadim's place?
4: No, going to the Wentworth Club.
0: Oh, okay.
5: All right. And from the Wentworth Club, perhaps we could all leave carrying an object.
4: We're not going. We're not going to send it home to Vadim. He just handed out his business card to everybody in their mother's dog. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So you all pile in the car. Better check and make sure I'm reading everything over here. Because sometimes I forget. Um, you uh, you all pile in the car, and you head over to the Wentworth Club.
1: And of course, you have access. So now now is Reginald's date with us or did she go home?
5: I think Miss Lycaster, uh, I will make arrangements for her to get home safely.
1: It's You're uh, not taking her unseemly
5: home? for her to be out, you know. He's talking to a gentleman. That was fun, lady. <laughs> we'll do it again sometime. No, I'll probably deposit it in a cab with money for the fare. Okay, seems
0: gentlemanly.
4: Let's get a good look at this horn.
0: Well, you're in the cab. You're going to look at it in the car, in the cab.
4: Oh no, I thought we were back at uh, the club.
0: Okay, so you're back at the club uh, now. Where are you going to go in the club?
4: To the room that we've been using. Upstairs. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, There are people about, of course, the Wentworth Club, Uh, just like there always are. Uh, You head up to your office, er, office, and you uh, uh, you step into the room and you set it on the table. Um, The horn of Alu is obviously some sort of a ceremonial horn. Uh, It it's in theory could be blown like a musical instrument. Uh, it has gold and jewels encrusted on it, and tiny little uh, uh, cuneiform writing. writing all over the inscribed into the horn itself.
5: Any uh, quick impressions of familiar
0: names you'd like on the in the writing? Well, yeah, um, it it's. I mean, you can't read it, but you can read bits of it. Uh, it's definitely dedicated to uh, uh, Alu, and uh, I forget if it's how does it go. It's um. There's nothing on it whatsoever that refers to uh, Nabu. Uh, The god that's mentioned numerous times on it is Anu. And Alu, according to the tradition, is his demonic sort of servant. Mm -hmm.
4: What about Lamashtu? No, there's no mention of that.
2: I want to go out on a limb, guys, and say, don't anybody blow this horn right now.
0: Just just throwing it out there.
2: That's all.
3: Well,
0: um, okay. So you're at the Wentworth Club. I would like you to all do power
4: rolls. Dean, pitchers, man. Pitchers. I
3: brought my brownie. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have pictures. Oh, I failed. Uh, hard success.
4: 93. Okay. I rolled an 86. Don't feel bad.
0: 10. Regular success. 24. For those of you who failed, uh, especially for Cyrus, the excitement of the evening is kind of getting to you. You're feeling fatigued. You're feeling tired. At this point, you'd really like to just go home and go to bed.
4: I'm going to lay down on this couch over here and take a four-hour nap. Wake me up in four hours to take a turn guarding. Okay.
2: You know, I think I had enough of this stuff tonight. I'm just going to go and try and get a good night's sleep. You guys need anything?
5: Uh, No. Are we agreed we're going to put this in the Wentworth safe when we Mm -hmm. leave? Or are we going to maintain a personal guard here indefinitely?
2: Didn't we have a safe in the room that we've been putting stuff Mm -hmm. in?
3: We, we did, have a head.
5: Yeah. I don't know that it's as secure as the main safe of the place would be because I feel like we had like a locked cabinet in the room that we've been using.
4: Yeah, but I think that we could have guards on it.
5: Well, that's, but, yeah. Do, do we want to devote ourselves to being full time security for this thing?
3: I would at least for tonight. Mm-hmm. May I also make the suggestion that we uh, leave the horn in the in the. Safe and I take the box with me in case we have somebody who followed us. They could see that I have the box, and at the very, at the very least, if they tried to take it from me and succeed, they just have an empty box. Good idea. I'm There's a there. on the door. A, a tap. Hide, hide.
0: Do you all hide. Are hiding. No hiding <laughs> the horn. <laughs> All right. Uh, D- Sorry, did I see you go over and open the door? Yeah. After he right. puts the horn away, I'll walk over and it's, and it's uh, oh. it's Theodore Rayburn Price. Okay, and he comes up and he says, "Well, gentlemen, how did the auction go?"
3: Pretty well. Um, I, uh, I, I have, I had, uh, I happened to to win, <laughs> as it were, and uh, I got, I i have uh, I have Horn safely secured and safe at uh, at uh, the Bank of England. We, really? took, we, we took measures and steps to to go there before coming back here to celebrate.
0: But the banks aren't open this late night.
3: I made special arrangements uh, with with my contact that I had at the bank.
0: Well, in any case, uh, I should like very yes. much to take a look at it. Uh, I've been studying it for so long now. Along with mm. these other very strange artifacts that you've been uh, you've been looking for, uh, uh, did you get a chance to look at it? Uh, hieroglyphics on it? Uh, I mean, uh, uh,
3: yes, I do the, believe Reginald got some some initial um, uh, uh, notes on the on the uh, Forum. There, he could tell you more about it than I could.
0: Oh well, if you don't mind, I would like very much to see it tomorrow. Uh,
3: sure, we can make, make arrangements.
0: Perhaps we should meet at, uh, or at say, 10 a.m.
3: Mm, very well, uh, gentlemen. Would that be uh, sufficient for you all?
0: I have no objection. Excellent. That's
3: agreeable. 10 well, a.m.?
0: What a wonderful evening. Good mm-hmm. night, gentlemen. And he turns around and walks up.
4: I was uh, understanding he was not a member of the club.
0: Theodore Rayburn Price? This whole thing started with him,
3: yes. Wow. Okay, my bad.
0: He's been your patron, sort of, mm-hmm. so to speak.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, when, when Rayburn Price is gone, I, I turned the others and, go, and went and looking, going, um, not that I don't trust our patron, but uh, with everybody out there looking for this thing, uh, I think keeping it as quiet as possible with his. With just us knowing where it's at, he's right this moment, he's uh, probably for the best. I agree with that move 100%. Because, uh, you know, there might be uh, loose talking, and uh, that's probably what why the thing got lost in the first place.
4: Could this horn be put underneath a jacket and concealed? Sure. Yeah, what we should probably do is have say, Cyrus put it in his jacket and then you carry the box that way if someone jumps us they're coming after the, they're going to be focused on the box i thought the horn was staying here tonight yes
3: at the in tonight the, we're talking about yeah.
4: tomorrow oh okay yeah
3: yeah tomorrow we can make arrangements for for transporting the horn away from the wentworth club and where no one would suspect
5: We're going to document the thing very thoroughly and then what will we do with it? Are we going to give it to the Museum? Are we going to give it to the Children of Tranquility? How is it safest to dispose of it so that it cannot be used in the ritual for which it is meant?
3: That is something that we might have to uh, ponder upon and discuss in the morning.
4: I would not be surprised if the Children of Tranquility came calling. I would imagine they would have had people at the auction, watching it. It's possible. Surprised they didn't steal it beforehand.
3: That's the thing that they didn't try.
5: Yes, well, this uh, this Sir Walter Clark. None of us have heard of him before, the fellow who had
3: Hmm.
5: passed away. I wonder how it came into his hands and how many people knew about it.
3: Now, that is something I would suggest we look into, because... uh, he, they mentioned that uh, Mr. Clark was uh, deceased. I'm wondering no if, how. Was he one of the members of the dig? I
5: don't think there are any left. They're all, uh, they're all either mad or dead, except for uh, yes. Campbell Thompson.
3: But, uh, but Fuller's got the good idea. He said, is he part of the dig or connected with it? Because I'm not sure if I remember his name being mentioned. It but, is late.
0: It was not mentioned. All right. So let me see if I understand this. Fuller is asleep on the couch, uh, or he's going to be sleeping on the couch. The horn of Alu is in the safe in the room. Okay, and the the rest of you four are going to to what? Go home.
3: I'm taking the box with me and a very very. Uh... I
2: think two. Sorry, I mean to Two people should stay in the room. I have a here. bad headache, so I'm heading home to take some tonic, some sleeping powder, and tonic.
3: So oh, i yes, I have to go home to keep the ruse.
1: Guess we're gonna. I'm gonna hang out here with the horn.
5: Uh, all right, let's play a few uh, hands of cards, small stakes, but at least we didn't
0: blow six hundred pounds apiece. Um, okay,
1: we pushed it all on Vadim. That was pretty smart of us, Reginald. <laughs>
0: well, I want you to realize too that that's a lot of money mm-hmm. that you no longer have. I mean, Curse of Nineveh or whatever—you've just shelled out a huge amount of money.
4: Tell me, tell me, uh, Tom, was ramen invented at this time? Because we're going <laughs> to be eating a
3: lot of ramen. <laughs> Actually, it was before ramen got cheap. But yes, ramen is is <laughs> out there. We're going to beat a lot of ramen.
5: <laughs> well, especially if we end up parting with the thing to one group or another, I think that uh, you know the rest of us can pool some resources and make sure that Nadim doesn't run out of Turkish tobacco. And
2: uh, how much did we finally pay for a total
5: twelve hundred pounds?
3: Yeah, between me and the Fuller
5: and my in you know entire liquidity as a fairly wealthy fellow is only 630 pounds so it's so substantial
2: i know it's uh, not it's Britain, not in british dollars but in us pounds it's equivalent to and for the time period 17317 dollars
3: If, uh, if you're worried about uh, about uh, my financial being, uh, if necessary, I can I can get some line of credit, as you say, but uh, I shall be fine for a while. I, but I will be eating, I will be eating curries for, for a good number of months.
0: I just thought that it was amusing that Felix leaned forward and unmuted himself so that he could go. Alright, all right. so now if I understand now, Felix and Fuller are staying here. I'm sticking around for a while. We're playing some
1: cards. It's me and Reginald, and uh, I want to sleep on the couch. Okay. Cyrus said... is
0: going home. He's got a headache. Vadim is going home. taking
5: his empty box home. Yep. Okay.
0: Um,
2: In fact, on my way out, I'll grab something bag or something that's there, a blanket, and wrap the blanket up and walk out with it under my arm.
0: Okay. Sykes is like, excuse me, sir. The blankets don't go home with the people. (laughs) Be sure and bring that back. All right. Cyrus, you go home. Uh, you take some tonic, and a- as you get home, um, you you feel better. I mean, your headache kind of goes away, um, but it's still late, so you go ahead and go to sleep. Um, I'm sorry, Fuller and Felix. Uh, Reginald, you guys are playing cards. Everybody do um power rolls.
4: Uh Reginald, Fuller and uh Felix. Oh I gotta do a power roll, I'm asleep.
0: Oh you're I thought you guys were playing cards a little bit first.
1: No, I'm going to sleep. Okay, you're going to sleep. Fuller's asleep on the couch. Uh Reginald and I are just uh throwing some throwing some cards.
5: All right. And I just rolled a seven, so I think I won that pot.
0: Oh yeah, that beats my fifteen. Okay. Um so the two of you are playing cards, but you are—you're uh, feeling the weight of the evening, if you will. Um, the excitement. Um, you're finding it a little difficult to concentrate on your card game. Fatima, you arrive home. Uh, do a spot hidden.
3: Um. Uh, hard success.
0: All right. As you arrive home, you get the very strong impression that somebody's watching you. You're not entirely sure if it's real or if you're just nervous mm-hmm. or if somebody followed you. Um, you heard a noise. You thought you saw a shadow, but you're not 100% sure.
3: I'm cautiously um, going to approach my home, but kind of to decide, see if anybody pops out. Okay. And you do notice that the,
0: truck that's backing up over in the background? going. Mm. <laughs>
3: um, I didn't know they put klaxons on trucks. That is uh, rather uh, ingenious.
0: <laughs> you... You don't see anything, but mm-hmm. your, your spidey sense is tangling. So
3: mm-hmm.
0: You're not sure if you're just freaking yourself out.
3: I'm going to quietly slip in the alleyway next to my house and uh, go through the back door.
0: Okay. You open the back door. The house is as you left it
3: keeping an eye on things while I'm doing it.
0: Um, it's late. Um, I forget do you have servants
3: uh, I have uh, mr. Spencer but I don't think he's a, he's there at this time. okay yeah Mr. Brewster rather so,
0: yeah. all right um, so you slip in mm-hmm. and uh, and what do you do
3: uh, lock up the house, take a look turn on turn on the uh, lights. Okay. For a little while, and when the, the I, I see house is secure, I go ahead and turn off uh, unnecessary lights.
0: Okay. And, and I uh, you retire to your bedroom?
3: Or? No, actually, I'm going to uh, have my small um, uh, bed in my study.
0: Okay. Your, your bed in your study. Yes. All right.
3: But I'm going to make it look like that I was in my bedroom and uh, the light shut off. And I'm just going to sleep into my study and have a nightcap. And uh...
0: um, Okay, so about an hour goes
3: by. Mm-hmm. Keeping my shoes by my bed, of course, just in case.
0: Fuller, I would like you to roll where did it go? I would like you to roll a 12-sided dice. Hey, we get to roll a 12-sided dice.
4: Wow, what's a 12-sided dice? Okay. For what purpose?
0: Because I told you to.
4: I rolled a 12, I mean a 10.
0: A 10. All right. As you're asleep... you you feel as if you are trapped you open up your eyes and you find that you are standing in uh, a a very small room it seems like it's maybe only five or six feet across in one direction and maybe six feet in the other and at one end there is simply uh, passage going out of it. Uh, the whole thing is very dark. You can barely see. You're not sure where there, if there's a light source or, or what, but there's kind of a glow from above. Um, it smells dank, like, like a sewer. And you can hear dripping sounds and it seems okay. like you're in a very bad sort of place okay what do you do
4: I want to explore it okay
0: as you step forward if you touch the walls you find that they're wet and somewhat slimy um, the passage simply turns a corner to another corner to a number of other passages that lead into Rooms with no exits, and you realize that you're in some sort of a labyrinth. You also notice that you are feeling very tired, very as if you had worked all day long. And at first you think, why am I so tired? But then when you look at your own arms and limbs, you realize that you are aging that with every step you take forward in the labyrinth the more you seem to become emaciated and your hair is turning gray and your
4: skin is tightening on your bones uh, I think I'd have to roll to see if I'd be willing to continue forward at that point in time you can do that. I mean, dreams feel real in the moment. Right. No, I would have stopped at 91. I would have just like, whoa, this isn't going to happen.
0: Well, you realize that there's no way out. That there's no escape. You realize the walls are too slick and slippery and slimy to climb up. Although it does look like the way out that you should be able to climb up onto the wall, only it's about 15 feet above you and there's just no way for you to reach it. Um, You begin to get a sort of anxiety attack, panic attack. And the next thing you know, you're running through the labyrinth and I would like you to uh, do a sanity roll. Ooh, 28
4: out of 69.
1: Okay,
0: yeah, uh, you lose one point of sanity,
4: one point okay
1: now, since he's on the couch and Reginald and I are sitting there playing cards, mm-hmm. is he making a bunch of movement or squirming around or looking at any kind of discomfort?
0: He's not. There was a moment while you guys were playing cards where he made a sort of a noise and he twitched a little, uh, but now he's laying there. Completely unmoving, uh, his breathing has become very slow and regular. Um, if you were to, if you you would say that he is probably in a very deep sleep. Uh, both of you guys do a uh, power roll again.
1: Thirty-eight. Regular pass.
0: Fourteen, extreme. Um, Felix, um, you you can't seem to keep your eyes open. Um, you're trying to to play cards, but all of the uh, all of the hearts and diamonds are just sort of looking the same. You realize you really need some sleep. Reginald, you're still feeling okay but you are kind of settling in your chair. And When do you suppose we get to wake Fuller up and let him take
5: over the watch? You will look, look like you barely keep your eyes open.
1: Yeah, now's as good a time as any.
5: So if the right. auction went from eight to 10 and we got back and finished wrapping up our conversation by 11, We stayed up for a couple of hours, so he's only had two hours sleep or so. Yeah, it's probably one four. One in
0: the morning, two in the morning. Um, I assume, too, you've probably been drinking a
3: little
1: bit. Heavily at this point and for a long time.
5: (laughs) Um, Do you want to see if you can crash in one of the apartments here? And I'll stay up for another hour before I wake Fuller up.
1: I can just pull the pillow out from under his head and kick back in the floor.
5: Well, I mean, if you're if you're here, you can interfere, as they say. I don't say that, but I'll I'll kick you if a masked man comes in.
1: Yeah, it's perfect. All right, works out well. I'll just uh kick back in the floor.
5: Okay, then I'm going to read about cuneiform for a while. Okay, Felix, that'll
1: put me to
0: sleep. Um. You you take the pillow and you lay it on the floor and you lay down on top of it. You find that for all of half a minute, you're a little uncomfortable lying on the floor and then you sound asleep. Go ahead and roll a 12-sided dice for me. It's the one with pentagons all Get over it. Got it. <laughs> it. Five. Five. Okay. Um as you're laying there, you suddenly realize that the ground is squishy underneath you and it's wet. And as you open your eyes, you find that you're completely surrounded by mud. It's raining. And there's a lot of noise going on. And as you look around, you realize that you are in a trench out in the middle of a battlefield during World War I, during the Great War. You're not sure how you got there at first, but there are explosives going on around you. And there are gunshots cracking.
1: What do you do? I'm, look. I'm in the trench. I'm going to look for uh, for cover and see where, see if I can get get in some kind of protection. Okay.
0: Well, you notice there are soldiers near you that are firing. Um, you immediately get yelled at by somebody for deserting your post. Um, you do realize you have a rifle in your hand. Um, so you you begin firing. Um, but you're afraid. You, you really want to run. Do a luck roll.
1: That's a fail. 78 on 55. Okay.
0: So you're, you're shooting, and the soldier next to you suddenly uh, makes a loud, ah, oh, reels back and falls to the ground, blood squirting from his head. Um, then you see that the one next to you also gets hit. He gets hit in the shoulder. He falls to the ground, and you can see he's he's screaming. He's calling out for his mom. And as you sort of glance down at him, You feel a bullet graze the side of your head, and for just a moment you go dizzy, and you fall back onto the ground next to your dying comrades, and you can't move. You see things going on around you. You see the other soldiers continuing to fight. One of them actually grabs a hold of your body and shoves it out of the way. You find yourself sort of pressed down into the mud and the slime, and you can't move. And this seems to go on for hours until the sun comes up. And then they're grabbing a hold of your legs, and they're dragging you through the mud, and you still can't move and they're dragging you towards an open grave where they're throwing the other bodies. And they fling you in on top of this pile of corpses, and they start filling it in with dirt. Go ahead and do a sanity roll. You're
1: muted. Well, you'll be happy to know I failed that as well. A 57 on. 1d4
0: sanity loss. Four. Reginald, do a, uh, do a uh, pal roll.
5: Oh five. nothing will put me to sleep. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Another carafe of coffee, Sykes. Right. Do you ever sleep, Sykes? You are... So that means I managed to stay up and let
0: Fuller... I'm sorry, go ahead. I managed to stay up until I could wake Fuller. He wanted four hours. Um, Well, you're trying very hard to stay awake. Mm -hmm. Um, You shake Fuller, and he won't wake up. Mm -hmm. Um, You shake him rather vigorously, and he he won't wake up. Um, Maybe you kick Felix a couple times. Felix won't wake up. Mm -hmm. But you're managing to Stay awake.
5: Um, what's the overnight staff situation like at the Wentworth Club?
0: Is there a night Sykes who takes over from day Sykes? Probably not. Not this late at night. You're all sort of left to be responsible for yourselves. All right. Um.
5: And this uh, this room that we've taken hostage for the last few months for our club within a club it has uh is it a corner or a side room one window or two
0: it's it's a corner on the end yeah uh what two windows two windows third floor second floor third floor
5: uh so I'm going to go and peer out the windows into the darkness and look for cat burglars. And assuming I don't see any, I'm going to pull a chair so that it blocks the only door to the room, in which I'm going to continue to try to read for a while until one of these clowns wakes up. Okay. But time will pass.
0: For Dean. go into your study and you go to sleep. Mm. Do a listen Paul.
3: Nope failed miserably
0: okay We'll do a luck roll for me then
3: made it with all right made it real
0: so you're sleeping there you begin to have some rather odd dreams um You're in a field. Uh, There are, uh, it's an oddly beautiful sort of field, except that there's something wrong. You're not quite sure what it is. Uh, You you look towards the edge of a forest, it's over the side, and you can see people moving in and out of the trees in a very peculiar manner, Um, almost like they're, they're, that go around a tree and then back in around a tree and back in they're moving in snake-like patterns and
3: this is odd
0: as you as you move towards them you're pretty sure that they're looking for someone or something and one of them sees you And you see him suddenly call out to the others and point at you.
3: And they
0: all turn and start running in your
3: direction. Um, They look like they're going to cause me harm.
0: They certainly look like they want something. They don't look like they're your friends or anything like that. Um, The very sure number of them is what sort of frightens you.
3: Hmm. All right. Um, Let them come to see what they want.
0: (laughs) All right. So they run forward and they begin to surround you on all Mm -hmm. sides. And the effect is rather odd. The the effect is like you can't breathe. Like like they're somehow, even though they're not touching you, uh, Hmm. you're being restricted. You're being you're being pinned down like, like, like you have a sheet or a blanket wrapped yeah. around you. And you suddenly open up your eyes and you realize that you are in bed and there are two men on either side of you that have you pinned by your blankets into the bed. And one of them holds up a knife right in front of your face. And he says, where is the horn of Alu? What does he sound like? Like this. <laughs> 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 where is it? Tell us where it is. They don't sound Arab or, or I mean, uh, uh, like mm-hmm. Children of Tranquility.
3: Are, how are they dressed? It's best. Can't to see. Town. It's kind of dark. Okay.
0: You're sort of, they're blocking your view, and you're staring up into their faces. Tell us or we'll kill you here and now.
3: Vault 12 at, 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 at Bank of England.
0: How is that possible? The Bank of England is not open. You have it with you. We saw you with a box.
3: In box is a ruse I ha- I have friends of my father at Bank of England they let me in they arranged for 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 for, for vault my fam my family is is merchants they are they have large ties to Bank of England. I I pulled a favor, as you say.
0: Then you are of no use to us.
3: I'm no use to anyone.
0: How do we get? How do we get into the vault?
3: I don't know if they would allow you to, except with me, maybe there.
0: The other one says, I don't believe him. I believe it is here somewhere. We will have to search the entire house, tear it apart to find it.
3: I, I'm telling the truth. It is not here. It is, at the, it is the Bank of England in, in the vaults, like I, like I said.
0: Do you want to attempt to do anything, Vadim? Are they are they letting me up? Oh no! Okay. You're you're pretty sure that in a few moments they're going to cut your throat, or?
3: All right. If it's pretty if it's pretty much um, a given, uh, I'm going to struggle to get out and try and, and sock sock one of them. All right. Or, or grapple them.
0: Go ahead and do a
3: brawl roll. All right, not one of my best skills. <laughs> okay, so I'm trying to find where where it's at here. Unarmed. Okay. Oh, that was miserable. I'm kind of flailing about.
0: Seventeen. Um, I don't see any way around it. Hold on. He takes the knife. One of the, the guy with the knife takes the knife, and he jams it into right here into your shoulder. Uh, ah! so, uh, he does six points of damage. Ouch. And and they've kind of got you by the throat, too. I mean, they've got you pinned. Tell us where it is, and we'll let you go.
3: Okay. I just
0: rolled a spill roll.
3: <sighs> Tom fumbled on my mouse. Very well. It 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 is with my it is with my valets Spencer Brewster. Here's his address is is two seven nine four two seven nine four two seven nine four two seven nine four uh, Worthingham Road Um persuade
0: <laughs> uh yeah no no. <laughs> no okay um that is what we wanted to know and, and they cut your throat
3: make an attempt to try and staunch the blood
0: Yeah, they've pretty much cut your throat.
3: Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no problem. Not much I can do. Oh, I'm um, sorry about that cut throat.
0: Well <laughs> um Reginald. Uh you manage to stay up until about four o'clock in the morning, maybe five o'clock in the morning. And you're almost, uh, you're almost asleep. You're almost falling asleep when uh, both Fuller and Felix at the same time suddenly start up off of the bed of the couch um, and, and both yell out quite loudly as if they've had horrible, horrible nightmares they're almost in fighting mode when they wake up. Man, 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 man. It's it's, it's all right. We're still...
5: No no one's come in. Did wonder if you wake the other one up? It...
1: I don't know. Terrible dreams. Uh. Terrible. Dark.
5: White as a sheet, both of you. Um, yeah. Let me... Uh, there's uh, brandy in the corner. Let me get you a little brandy. I tried to wake you earlier, but you were... Dead to the world.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's ironic you should say that. Yeah. That's how it was <laughs> in my dream.
0: The the dreams seem very vivid and real to you, and you're still kind of reeling from the the sanity <sighs> loss. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, here. Try to hold
5: your hand steady while I pour the brandy. You'll spit a little of yourself. Did uh, was it like the um? The Nabu Ascendant dreams.
1: No, this was more worldly. I guess would be the best way to say it's more realistic, more um, something that could. It was. It wasn't so grand. I was in the trenches. Hmm. Uh, Did you serve or, in the Great War? No. 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 I was far. My family was far too wealthy to put me through that. But I had heard stories, of course.
5: uh, Yes, I didn't see the trenches myself, but I understand they were truly ghastly.
1: Yeah, yeah. The one that, that, it it was everything. I could smell it, hear it, feel it, the the mud under my feet, the, the... shots being fired, the percussion of the, of the explosives, everything was so real to my right and my left. Both men were, were taken out. And then it was my turn. It was my time. And, and I felt the, uh, the bullet hit my head. I was conscious though. I was in my mind. I was able to watch everything that had happened and i lay laid in that mud, watched the sun come up, but couldn't move. My body was just, it was, it was dead. Later they came through, they were clearing the bodies, mine being one of them, and they carried me to an open grave where I was thrown upon a heap of dozens, if not hundreds, of other corpses. And then the dirt started falling. They just filled it in right on top of all of us.
5: I I'll have a little bit of that brandy myself. Yeah. Fuller, what what disturbed you?
4: I dreamed that I was trapped in a a maze, and I was aging. I don't look decrepit, do I?
0: No. Okay. Just just a little shaky from the
4: the horror of the dream. You are pale. Um, I'm thinking the horn acts like the statue did to us. Oh, so
5: we need to get in touch with the children of Tranquility sooner rather than later. i like to the, the thing well documented first. Um, I don't know. Maybe if I go home to sleep, it won't uh, affect me. We were only affected when we possessed the Naboo Ascending. Uh, do you think you're up for uh, maintaining the watch for the next few hours? Yeah. I expect Vadim and Cyrus will be here pretty early if we've got a 10 o'clock meeting with uh, Rayburn Price. So I'm going to see if I can get a cab home. Okay.
0: Um, as a result of not falling asleep... Uh, you are going to be at a, uh, have a penalty dice on any kind of skill roll that you roll today. Um, Cyrus, you wake up, uh, headaches all gone, you feel refreshed, Um, you head over to uh, the Wentworth Club. Uh, uh, Fuller, even though you're trying to sort of keep watch, you're still finding that you're, you're fatigued, uh, you don't feel like you got much sleep. And Felix Felix, and Fuller both feel that way.
4: Yeah, I figured as much. Um, so I take it I got a penalty dice as well?
0: No, not the same. You didn't stay up all night. Um, but I assume you all meet then at the, the breakfast table downstairs. And of course, Vadim is not there.
2: Oh, my headache went away. You guys look like Crap!
4: Thank you. It was a long. Maybe we should go rouse Vadim up.
5: Yeah, he's a pretty punctual fellow in general.
4: We uh, don't let's... even know that he made it home safe last night.
2: I bet you he stayed up all night looking at that beetle scarab thing he got and researching it. You know him.
5: It's a, it's a good guess. Well, let's. Uh, I'll ask Sykes for the phone, and we'll call his apartment wanted of his men should be there and by
0: now. Okay. Um, Sykes gives you the phone and you call and the line is dead.
2: Hmm. Huh.
0: Yes, that's rather odd,
5: chaps. Uh his his phone's not in service. Um, I must say that's a little alarming given that he uh went home alone last night. Shall we a couple of us he won't be able to make his appointment with Rayburn Price if we're too much, if we dally too much.
2: Well, it's it's only 8.15, so let's head there, rouse him. I bet, I'm telling you, he was up all night looking at that stupid beetle, probably looking in books to find out where it came from.
5: Yes, I think he could forget to sleep or eat for days.
0: All right. Um, so you all pile in the car and you head over to Fadim's and you know something is wrong when you are down the street and you see a number of police cars there and it looks like something horrible may have happened.
4: Well, we go up. He's our our colleague, so, you know, I mean...
5: Yeah, we've met a fair number of police but the last six months
4: as well. Don't mention anything about the statue to the police. They'll want it for evidence. Yeah.
0: Well, immediately as you go up there, of course, I, I'm sorry, there's a there's a crime scene here. Um, this building, exactly. A, a friend of ours lives there. Uh, are your friends with Mr. Uh, Vadim Gamantoff? Yes.
5: Yes, yes very much very so. Very
0: close. I see. Uh, um, please wait over there. Thank you. Okay. And uh, after a few minutes, somebody goes out. Now, you guys can all do spot hiddens. O two 2 again. Ooh, 3 Well, those of you who passed, especially those who passed really well, you can see that uh, the police are questioning uh, Mr. Brewster uh, Vadim's uh, servant um, uh, Mr. Brewster seems very upset. he's sitting down uh, they've got a blanket over his shoulders they're handing him a cup of tea uh, and he's visibly shaking. Um, he's not within they- reach he's over there and the police are you know
2: here. Can I get up and just walk towards them?
0: Uh, you, you if you start to immediately one of the police officers says, no, we need you to stay here and sit down.
2: Unless he like physically grabs me, I'm just gonna walk over there.
0: Well, yeah, he'll beat you to death with his. Uh, <laughs> oh, like he's yeah, all right. No, I didn't well, know they, if you know. They're they're the police. They're like, no, sir, you you have to stay here. Um, almost immediately, uh, uh, one of the police detectives. I don't think it's one that you know, but he'll come over, and he'll say, "Uh, you are your friends of Mr. Gamitov." Yes. I'm uh, very sorry to say that it seems that he has been uh, murdered. Uh, How? It looks like a robbery. What? Um, the, the place has been completely torn apart on the inside. Uh, uh, he was found in his uh, bed with his uh, throat cut and uh, stab wounds to his uh, chest. Um, can I ask your whereabouts uh, l- last evening? he's going to ask you all of the questions you would expect him
4: to ask. Yeah. Well, we answer the questions, but we leave out anything in regard to the horn.
1: Okay.
4: He was at the auction. He bought a scarab. We went
5: to the club. He went home. Um, was there any, uh, uh, a note of any kind or something like that at the
0: site of his a, I'm murder? That sort of thing uh has to be kept confidential, but at the moment it doesn't look like a suicide or anything like that. No, it's certainly not. Um,
5: well, I guess uh gentlemen, we um could only but go on with the business of the day
4: um, is wanna is one of the police officers that we have talked to in the past there
0: no So what do you do? There's quite a lot of.
1: Do we yeah. have a combination to that safe, or have the key, or was, uh, or did Vadim have that? The key at the club. It would have stayed with us.
0: Yeah, most likely he would have left it with whoever was staying on guard.
2: I I want to say I thought it was a combination.
5: It's a, it does seem like it wouldn't be one key that You're right you, the somebody,
1: office. you can lose a key, you can't lose a combination well, Just as long as one of us know how to get the thing open is what I'm getting at here So do we? We're good? Yeah, I should think so
5: Okay,
2: good, good there Cyrus we are. is just dead silent since, since he heard that like not a peep came out of his mouth
0: So you're all rather somber.
5: Yeah. um, I think we should uh, take the horn to Theodore Urban Price's office and um, tell him the news as well. He'll feel responsible, I'm sure. And then we figure out how to get this thing into safe hands before... uh, Another of us is assaulted.
4: We need to get to the children of tranquility.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: let me interject there for a moment and gently remind you that you didn't, you didn't hear that whole thing that happened. Uh, this is uh your friend has had his throat cut
4: right exactly,
0: Yeah, the modus operandi of the children of
4: tranquility, yeah, but he they didn't mention anything about his feet and hands cut off, you
5: no, know, although they were they were a little bit secretive, still, I think that if the children had shown up uh he would have made a peaceful arrangement with them. I hope I guess it's whether the it was more the first
0: group or the second.
4: You wanna you wanna know for sure? Hey officer, come here for a minute.
0: Now if you recall Fuller, they didn't tell anybody about the hands and feet. You found that out later on by prying. Oh I know,
4: I'm I'm gonna ask him another question. Okay. So is the officer come over? Yes, sir. Was there a note stuffed in his mouth?
0: Uh uh, like I say, I'm afraid that uh, that we can't give you information like that, but no, there wasn't okay
2: once once the officer leaves, I'm gonna you know with just with our group here, I say, I don't know about you gentlemen, but when the when the cops leave, I'm going into the house and I'm going to investigate. If you want to come, you can if not, I understand one of you need to speak with his manservant find out his manservant obviously found the body he'll know exactly what happened i'm gonna go in the house we're gonna find out who did this and up until now you've seen me on my best behavior i'm not holding back anymore whoever did this will pay and they will pay fucking dearly and i i light a cigarette I grab a cigarette from somebody in the crowd and I just kind of walk away.
0: Right. After a few minutes uh, of somebody questioning uh, Mr. Brewster, uh, you do notice that they walk away. They're continuing with their business. They're going in and out of the house. Um, Mr. Brewster is sitting on a bench just outside the house, as I say, with a blanket and A cup of tea, which he's barely able to sip. But he's by himself at this
4: point. Can we get to him?
0: Maybe. Yeah, maybe if you explain. Well, if the officer tries to stop you and you say, we just want to go speak to Mr. Brewster, he's our friend, they'll they'll say, all right, yes. Don't cross that line over there.
4: All right, go sit down and talk to Mr. Brewster.
0: And you can see that Mr. Brewster is shivering. And he looks up and he's like, oh, Mr. Uh, Mister Albright, Mr. Harcourt, Mr. Matthews, Mr. Finlay.
4: What happened, sure. good man?
0: It's just horrible, beyond belief.
4: Well, what happened?
0: Well, I came in this morning, as I always do, and I walked in the door, and everything, everything in the entire place has been torn to shreds. There's not a piece of furniture unbroken. There's not a cabinet
4: not smashed. Brewster does not actually live on the premises, correct? Correct.
0: He says, I immediately called the police, and then I began to search, and I found uh, Mr. Gamontoff in his bed, murdered.
4: What was done to him?
0: Oh, sir, it was so horrible. They, uh, they stabbed him and cut his throat there was blood everywhere
5: um who in uh who in his family have you contacted
0: well, i haven't i haven't done any of that yet You know the people, though?
5: Oh, yes, I believe so. Yes. Mm -hmm. Arrangements will have to be made.
0: Oh, sir. What a horrible business. It can scarcely be overstated. All right.
4: Well, there's nothing we can do here until the police vacate the area. Well, then it looks
0: like that's not going to happen.
4: And I doubt we're going to find much of anything anyway.
0: Uh, they uh, eventually take the body out, covered. You can see the sheet is is uh, bloody. Um, but the place I don't know how long you're going to stick around it's, it's pretty horrific but if you stick around long enough after maybe two hours they're going to seal everything up so that the uh, detectives can come in uh, and thoroughly go through it which they're going to come back later today
4: yeah I'm Honestly, I don't think we're going to get anything from the crime scene. Um, we could look around the outside of the house and see if there's a window open.
0: Um, Brewster has left, he's gone home because good god. <laughs>
4: I don't know. Most people would, you know, celebrate that their employer was dead, but maybe that's just me.
0: Except that now he's out on the street and he's not going to have a place to work and nobody to give him references. Um, he is going to contact the family. Uh, probably the police will contact the family. All right. You know what? I think that I know it's a little early, but I think that might be a good spot to stop. Because we're all sitting here not talking because Vadim got killed. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. We'll pick this up with Rayburn Price and, and next next time. Our players included David Gasaway, John Byron, Ford Fitch, Jason Melnichok, and John and Jerry Bryant with myself as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. And with great and heartfelt thanks, we thank our patrons because they're amazing. Uh, if you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find the link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. And follow us on Twitter at ITD, uh, podcast. ITD podcast. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft on the call of the Google Play game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.